How's your whiskey? It's good. <laughs> you didn't want me to start that way, did you? I didn't. I said, don't start with whiskey. Why would you lead with whiskey? Because we're recording episode three. No, episode two. But well, it episode is our third. Are we on? It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Two. Zero. I forget that zero is an episode. And we decided to do it at night when... Kids are in bed. Little ones have gone to bed and... Not that they're actually sleeping yet, but... Normally we would pour ourselves a little something, whether it's wine or whiskey. And so, Mm -hmm. for full disclosure, folks. Yep. Sipping on a whiskey. We're sipping on... Well, some are sipping. I sip. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about surviving mass. No, whiskey is not... The solution wow. to surviving mass. Mm. <laughs> it's, the, it's the solution it's, to it's a sol- post post uh, it weekend really ever, insanity. It should never be a solution to anything. No, that is a good point. Such and a we, good point. we're certainly not recommending. No, that it's a solution. Or that you drink whiskey before mass. Of course, we're not ever suggesting. Right. But this is what we're doing right now as we record this, and so we salute all of you who are listening to. Salute. Salute. Episode two mm-hmm. of Raising Saints. Nope, it's not Raising Saints. A Raising Eight. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be drinking whiskey right now. Like two. Well, there you go, in, folks. It didn't take that long. In and you can't even remember literally, what our podcast literally, name literally is. Literally, it's watered down with ice already. Oh my it's been word! Here. It's Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. That's where the saints come in at the end. You will, we'll get the hang of this. Remembering, you know. The title and all that. Sorry, folks. <laughs> there we are. So today's episode, we decided that we wanted to talk about surviving mass. And not that, you know... With children. With, right. Especially with little children. Hopefully, if you don't have, like, little children, that your mass attendance isn't, like, survival mode. Because I remember... Being in college and then being, you know, single, being even newly married. We didn't have to survive mass. We actually enjoyed going to mass. I guess it depends (laughs) where you were going to mass. Okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. But you didn't have the burden of caring for little children who need to go to the bathroom and Mm. just need to be entertained and lose their minds. Right. So so we thought we just would talk a little bit about it. This is a little bit about our experiences, and I, I'm going to be straight with you folks. I don't know if we have a lot of great answers here. <laughs> no, we, we definitely do not have a lot of great answers. We've had in about this 15 arena. years of surviving mass. Yes. And, and not always, not always difficult, but. Some years have been more difficult than others. Yeah. Depending on the ages of the kids. and. So, for full disclosure, as you guys might remember, we have. A 15-year-old, a soon-to-be 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 7-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a 3-year-old. So That was impressive, actually. Thanks. And so five of our kids... Now their birthday's backwards. No. Okay. So five of our kids... Fine. Uh, thank God, are awesome at Mass. Mm. They, they're just... They're beautiful to watch at Mass. And they it's moving to me when I watch them praying and they're participating and they're singing... And they're giving really good witness to their, to the other three. That's true. Because we, we really have, and really at this point, people will come up to us and say, wow, your kids were so well behaved at mass. And we're like, 
thanks, but did you see the toddler or did you see the... Did you see me walking out with Timothy as he's screaming and wailing (laughs) like a banshee while everybody's in line for communion? Yes, that... that Of course, that hasn't happened in months because we haven't been physically in church. We'll we'll talk about pandemic. We'll talk about pandemic mass, but... But I mean, but really because we've, my answer to them is um, when they say, oh, I I say, oh, thank you so much. You know, and they say, wow, they're just such good kids. I say, yes, they are. But we've also worked really hard at training them. Suffered. So (laughs) training them to be at mass and not just, not just like how to sit still for an hour but right. how to participate in mass, right. how to be, f- how to have full, active, conscious participation as we're supposed to have as Catholics. Wow. Right? Well memorized. Well, I mean, I did go to Franciscan University of Steubenville. Uh, no, there's no college drops. Oh, no come commer- on. Unless they pay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, we can, maybe we can. We can no, monetize this. No, no, we need to give them money. They need money, not us. All right, moving on. So how about this? Let's take a look. So, because we've had a it's been a wild journey yep. and we've had um, a lot of different ways of trying to approach this. We had more than we've had more than a few arguments about the topic of going to mass, whether together or splitting up. We do argue sometimes. So we don't want this to be a three hour uh, podcast a episode. Three hour tour. Right. So we're going to just um, maybe we'll just take a stab at a few kind of general categories okay. and see what comes out of this. And then we'll, we'll spend a little time towards the end just to talk about the recent reality of going back to mass during these pandemic times and what that experience has been like for us and how we're dealing with that. And, and listen, if hopefully God willing, we'll give you, you'll learn something of what not to do because of us, or maybe we're even going to give you an idea of something that you could try, especially again, for those of you who struggle with the young children element of trying to go to mass with you, with your kids. You have so, like these categories because I don't. I don't. I don't no, know we're gonna make these. About. I'm gonna make these three, up as I go three along. Categories. You sound so, so organized. Well, <laughs> I was like, we didn't actually write right, anything I'll, down I'll for this. With, so, what with. is this three A? For what is your first category? What is what is this? I'm so intrigued right now. What categories we're talking about? All right. So let's. I got two off the top of my head. So okay. one is um, <laughs> the decision to whether or not to go. As a family, like when do you when do you go as a family when you split up? Because we, oh, yeah. okay. we, because that was a struggle very early on. It's been a struggle since then, but I think we had our biggest battles like early on. twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, just some of the things that we try to do when we're at mass, mm-hmm. um, and even thinking about like some of the different strategies of where to sit and do you yeah. bring Cheerios? Do you is that not? In category? Is that in? That's category two. That's two. Okay. So one is the struggle of go together, not together, split up, not split up. Uh, some things that we've tried for strategies to literally survive the mass, and I'm sure there are other topics will come up because of that. We're really so you really don't have organized. a three. You don't have a three. Well, the third one I could just say is the <laughs> pandemic time, but I'm hoping oh, that's fine. Right. Else. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay, like early on, we well, again, this is not baby. This is not Michael as a baby or Marianne as a baby because we didn't have that struggle. What do you mean? I wanted to find the when early we, when on we, in our marriage. The struggle when is when they became toddlers and when we started going. Yes, on our ba- minds. baby, obviously, like little baby. I put a baby in a in a wrap in a carrier or something, and the kid throws up on you, poops fine, on you, pees whatever, on you. Right, you it happens. With it, it right. happens. You keep going, but when they're toddlers, that's when things get crazy. 
because they start getting loud and they're finding their voice and they're throwing stuff. I think you have a good story about that. No, nah, that that's more to do with the second one. Oh, second one. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Teaser. You, you always tell that story. Um, it's a good story, but... Um, so my my thought was always okay. Well, we need to we need to stay together as a family. Like we have to be as a family. We have to go to mass all together. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Literally was How her stance. Oh, crazy! I dug my heels in, but uh, we would fight, and and rightfully so because there were times where like you would express, well, gee, I'd actually like to hear the readings this week. Because I'm in the back with a screaming toddler or because I would have to be in the front with a nursing infant or not in the front. We never sat in the front. <laughs> that's for, that's for part two. Um, but but again, that's us. That has worked for couples. We'll talk about that in a minute. But the idea of not actually getting to participate in mass. And that's really hard. And that if that's, you know, we don't have a lot of time time or even ability to go to weekly mass in addition where you could get that great prayer time in at like a quiet mass when you're by yourself in the beginnings we really didn't have that opportunity but um so anyway so that was a struggle and your your stance was well it was sometimes we would have a difficult weekend with mass and it'd just be you know, usually I'd be the one to try to walk out, especially if we had when we had two or three kids, because this is when this started happening. We had one, two, three, four kids relatively like row, quickly, like like under five years. Right. And so we when we got to that point, I would usually you would have the baby and I'd have to walk out with the screaming toddler, screaming or toddler, toddlers. Or just the to- or toddlers and, yeah. and then sometimes miss. Yeah, a lot of the mass, a lot of the gospel, mass. some of the reading. So I would inevitably I'm a I'm a. Sinner, as we point out. And, no. and well, I don't know what you're going to say. I was like holding my breath. No, like, I'm a sinner. And, and so I would lose my patience. I'd be frustrated. We'd, I'd be so upset in the, the van. And oh, my word. You'd come. Like, done with Maz. He's like, and I'm like, we just received Jesus for Pete's sakes. But I get it because obviously there's a frustration. And I would just, and I would say, no, we just we can't do this anymore, and we got to split up. And you know how what good is this if we if we're we're not being fed and nourished? And there's some truth to that, I think. Yes, there is. And you would, and I'm glad you did, by the way. You would dig in the early, especially in the early years. You would dig in because I was a little more volatile, <laughs> and you would dig in and say, "We've got to do this together because as a family, because of the grace and they and they're gonna they're going to be watching us. And and even though it doesn't seem like it, us sticking to this together, yes, sometimes having to pull the kid out of mass. It's gonna pay. It's gonna pay off, and it and it certainly has. There's no it question has. about that. That as time went on, see, I'm right sometimes. We, you, you're right a lot of times. Oh my! We word. would see the this <laughs> well, is yeah, groundbreaking this, this stuff. This is being recorded. This is groundbreaking this is fantastic. stuff. Fantastic! I can listen back. I can play this back for you later. So we would see that the kids, as they began to get older, and they got to the age of reason for most of them, and they began to kind of understand the mass more and be able to participate more and be. I hope because some some of it is because of our modeling of when we had an opportunity to pray at mass, they would see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And and now we see this. And I think that's the kind of the, the, the two end extreme of this is we still have problems today and I still get frustrated today. But I think there's been a little more of a balance because we've had some weekends because now that we don't have a baby on your hip. Right. Different times that where you take. are the one who yeah. had to exactly. walk out of the church and you would say, oh, my words, what just happened? And <laughs> this was crazy. and. Yeah. 
And, and, and so I think we've balanced out a little bit where there's some times when we wake up in the morning on a Sunday and the youngest ones are losing their minds. Yeah, it's not even like nine o'clock in the morning. We've already had three meltdowns. And stuff's flying everywhere. Oh, and we've got word. spills and not eating breakfast. and Screaming, and, like half hour screaming fits, things of that nature. And so we've made the decision, we've balanced it out a little bit where we say, all right, splitting it's just up. not going to happen today. Yeah. And, and so we're going to split up and one of us will go with, you know, sometimes we'll one will take all the older kids or we'll split the older kids up, but, but it's, it, and it doesn't happen often, right. but it does allow for a little bit of a, Whew. yeah, breathe, breath mm-hmm. and okay, we're going to go to mass and we're going to be able to be nourished and participate in the mass fully ourselves without having to deal with the, the one or two, well, one toddler and one borderline toddler that we still have. Yeah. Um, and so that's a big change. And so I guess the, I guess the, the, the moral of the story here is, um, you've got to figure that out as a, as a family. By the way, there's no right answer to that. I, I've become yeah, convinced. Exactly. Of, I would argue. I agree with you more now. Try to 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 survive to get out and survive <laughs> as a family when you can, mm-hmm. because those lessons the, the the kids are watching you. There's no question about that. They watch us how we pray, how we participate in mass. There is zero doubt about that in my mind, and so that will pay off yep. over the years. Like you put in the hard work early on. Yeah. And you see the fruit of it later on as they've gotten to the age where they can participate in. But there's something too, we need to be nourished too as parents because mm-hmm. we can't give what we don't have. And, that is true. And so talking that out as a couple and trying to figure out, and maybe there's once in a while where you just space it out and you say, we're going to split up this weekend and I'm going to go. And if you have older kids, I'm going to take the older kids. And so we're going to have a chance to just be nourished and just have that one little break of what is the terrorism of toddlers at, at mass. <laughs> Maybe some of you listening listening have angelic toddlers and point. you're like and you're like, we don't even know what they're talking right. about. That is a reality. I have seen families that everyone's lined up and everyone is just perfect at mass. And that's a reality. Some kids are just more Right, dude, I mean, and can sit sure. silently yeah, and with a book or whatever. Temperaments matter here. Yeah. Temperaments matter, and yeah. we we the two sanguine parents Obviously are paying both. the price for our personalities. Yeah, we're both loud, and not that we have all sanguines because we don't. But and and like our oldest is phlegmatic, and and our fourth is phlegmatic, and they they've they were ten they were easier. Can I do a, can I do a book plug? Is that all right if I just do a book? Yeah, plug? I think we can do that. Yeah, because I just, we're trying to help people. You you use the word sanguine. Oh, good and point. You use these you use these terms that maybe people are like I don't big words. Yeah, these big words. I didn't really know what they what they meant like the temperaments, but the temperaments God gave you and the temperaments God gave your children are fantastic books that we learned about only when we lived in Maine through friends of ours who knew the authors and so anyway those are fantastic books to help figure out what temperament do I have? And maybe that's why I'm clashing with this particular kid. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on that, but I won't. Um, but well, anyway, maybe we will. yeah, I'm just thinking that would be a great podcast title. Write that down. Anyway. Um, so on to the second point, because I think that we've exhausted that number one. Agreed. And number two was really, what are some things we've done to survive mass, the actual physical, and we'll get, we'll, we'll probably end up with the pandemic at the end, like what that's been looking like for us. But 
pre-pandemic mass survival. Um, I'll start with by saying I, <laughs> I've always asked to try being in the front pew. We're really going to start with that? Yeah, That's yeah, your yeah, opening yeah, yeah, Because you know what? Okay. You started with like, with like, you had this idea and I had that idea and now you've come around to my idea. Right. However, this is the polar opposite of that. So I want to, <laughs> yeah, let me set this up though a little bit. So for our first, let's see, four, eight, eight years of marriage, we both were in agreement. We're just not sitting. We we, just there's can't. no way this family we just can can't. sit in the front pew. It's just yeah. not we're meant not for us. We're not that family. We're not that angelic we would, family. We would we were read the blogs and look, listen the to blogs. the well, island podcasts. You do that. Um, or we talk to some families who swore. Yes, that sitting. And in by the, the way, that and it was, worked for them. That was my family too. We we were known to sit in at the I think it was eleven o'clock mass at St. Agatha's in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. You were in the front pew. And we would sit in the front pew. Yeah. And that was our that was our pew. And you and I were like, there is no way that's happening. For eight straight years, we had this we're locked out. Well, I did fight. I did. I tried. Well, once in a while, but then I would I'd remind like, you of. Well, what if we tried the front pew? And you'd be like, no. That's not and then I'd be happening. Like, Do you- Have you seen the toddler? And then your excuse was always, I don't want to walk from the front <laughs> of the church all the way to mm-hmm. the back of the church where everyone's staring at because me. It because it was inevitable. Screaming Because it was inevitable. Because at that, that time, is what they were doing. Again, we had they four crazy. We had four toddlers. Screaming toddlers. Well, we get back to, we moved from Maine back to southeastern New England. So I think we were going to a church in Rainham. Yes. And, um, and we now have. Five. Yes. I think Julia you were, was you, were pregnant, you were pregnant with number six with Kiara. So Julia was the baby. And um, so we're new to the parish and, and Laurie decides. You know what? Today's the day. We're going to try. <laughs> we're we're going to do. I think it was a four o'clock <laughs> match, if I'm not mistaken, by the way, on a Saturday. I don't Which was another was. crazy decision on our part. So we've got this. We're going to four o'clock mass. Never happens. We don't do that. And we're, we're gonna go. Dinner, we're gonna we're gonna go right to the front. Home. And so she walks into the church and walks straight to the front and all the way down. In my mind, I'm shaking my head. There's no way this is gonna work. There's no way this is gonna work. This is horrible. I can't believe she's making me do this. So we get in the pew and we're all ready to go. And the music starts and the interest procession is happening. And just as the Can't the celebrant, well, oh, just no, the celebrant oh, gets yeah, to the yeah, gets yeah. to the sanctuary. Um, I'm holding I'm holding Julia, and she's what is she, what is she a year old? Not yeah. even yeah, not maybe even. just about a yeah, year old, about right? a year old, about a year yeah. old. And she just without even I describe this as a ninja move because <laughs> that's how it felt in a blink of an eye. Because that's I, how toddlers operate. You right. Realize and that. And I wish I had recorded this, but later. I don't know how she pulled it off. But, well, she did. She pulled yeah. off her shoe and threw it with all her might into the sanctuary in front of the canter. It was at the canter. Well, it was a little bit to the side of the canter. Because the canter was, remember how that church was set up? Is like the canter was more where we were sitting close on to us. side. It was closer right. to us. But but I, I'm, I'm watching this shoe tumble through the air. Horrified that this has just happened. That I somehow I literally couldn't stop it. She was that fast. It was amazing. It was amazing. And so Laurie sees this happen, and Michael was obviously our oldest, and so he sees it. I think he's almost seven. Yeah, he was seven. I think he was seven at this time at this point because he turned eight the following April. Yeah. So we all so we see it happen. I'm pretty convinced the celebrant saw it because it was just as he was coming up into the sanctuary, and Laurie looks at me and I look at her. 
And she does like a whisper is like, you got to go get that. And I look at her and I said, this was your idea. <laughs> That's nice. And then I look at Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the oldest do it. And, and he looks at me and the poor kid gives me this look of, not <laughs> me. <laughs> you can't do this to me. Dude, you're the oldest kid. You know you're going to have to do a lot of this kind of crap. And so um, thankfully he's saved by – because the, the opening song by this point has ended. And this is like That's happening right. over like 45 seconds. Yeah, but it and was a very can- long cantor, 45 who, seconds. I, I don't know the cantor at all. and But I'm thank you, Lord, for this person because out of charity and generosity and pure kindness, she picks up the shoe and looks it over to me. And I take the shoe and I look at Laurie and I go – See ya. And I take, I make the long walk to the back of the church where I stay the rest of mass because Julia was just, she was a very active toddler. Difficult toddler. Yeah. So, anyways, so, um, Laurie, how many times have we sat in the front of the church on a Sunday mass since? That would be zero, big zero. Because it doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for us. At least that one time it didn't. Okay, fair enough. I'm not, a, I'm not willing okay. to try again. Something doesn't work once. Forget it, people. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a one and done thing guy here. This is like, we're done. No way. So now, wh- wh- why do we say this? Because it, it didn't work for us and we just made a decision. It's, and yeah. a lot of times we're barely getting to mass on time. We have eight children. It's even when we give ourselves. It's not like we can get a full pew anyways in the Well, that's a good point Although, too. Although no, we'll at always our, leave that at our parish. pew open Yeah, for most parishes you probably. Well, <laughs> you know why. Because many kids have been like ninjas and thrown shoes into the sanctuary. Maybe. I don't know if that's the reason why people don't sit in the front. So I, I think what, what the moral of the story for, for us is, listen, again, just like the first piece. What works for you and your family and where you sit does matter. And 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 depending on your children and how they behave and what they – because some kids, the idea of just watching the activity in the sanctuary right, captivates exactly. them. For our kids, again, we tried it once. I get it. But um, I'd rather have them point them to the stained glass window if the stained glass window. And, um, and sometimes we bring – I mean, this is getting to some of the things we've tried. Yes. You, you, you bring the little board books and we try to make sure those are Can board books. Can I just books. put a plug for oh, yeah. things I can't stand? Well, I was going to say things that are positive, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about the things you can't stand. I'm what sorry. I think we're about 20, 25 minutes in. Oh my word. No, I just, I can't stand. And I, this is no offense to you parents if you're out there and you do this, but when parents bring- I'm sure they won't be offended. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go sure, for sure, it. Sure, sure. I'm sure they will. Um, when they bring like this whole snack ensemble for their kids to eat at church. One, just let me, just let me go on a tirade for once. He wants to interrupt me because I'm going to go on a tirade. But one, that's not fair to the people who clean the church. I mean, just from a practical standpoint, oh, I've worked in a about? lot of churches. No, I'm just, hey, I'm plugging for no, my you, who work in the church. You made a point about this once about not, yes, of course, okay. class, making the mess. But you made an interesting point to me one time because we had this moment where people were in front of us. I think we knew them too. And they brought out like this whole snack oh, bag. Right. Yeah. And and you said it wasn't fair to our kids. That's right. And that was my second point. Thank you for taking that away from me. My <laughs> second point was not only is it not fair to the person who cleans, but it's not fair to all the other children all around who now, instead of <laughs> focusing on church, are obsessed with whatever snack has just come out of the bag. It could be sardines, but they're going to want it. That's gross. But I mean, sardines aren't gross, but in church it would be gross. But the point is that they're going to want it because they don't have a snack in front of them. And now they're going to literally hone in on food and there's food in front and it's noisy and it's messy. And it's just, 
don't do it. It's a difficult. So here's here's my defense of those folks because no, I think because we did do we because we did do Cheerios here and there early early, early on. on and then we just it just became a disaster. But not they never had control of the Cheerios. No, no, we had those I little, always had those control of the Cheerios. Little plastic cups and you give one in the top, the yeah. teeny bit, you know, the little one's mouth. But my, I guess I'm just saying so the idea of bringing. Uh, a little thing of Cheerios and stuff to try to keep them Distract at bay. Them. By the way, different. it never really ever completely but that's, worked. That's different. I'm not even really talking about the. But babies. I think some of these parents, I think they're right. They're trying to survive mass. Right. And so, like everything else in life, maybe the the advice I would give on this is moderation, right? And right. so, just think it through a little bit. I understand what you're trying to do. I really do, and I think you you I understand do. as well. I do. But think about it from the larger perspective. From the church, from, from the cleaning from the parish from- to. You're gonna set off every other toddler in, in a in a you know a twenty six foot ra- radius, radius of you, a six mile <laughs> six mile radius. And this is where I think parents can help each other. By the way, yes. And and this is the complicating thing is it's difficult going to mass with toddlers. It is. And it just is. And so there's got to be a way for us to help each other on this stuff. And again, we're not telling you what to do because you're the parent of your toddlers, That's and right. good luck with that. You know, we're we're almost out of that stage. So. Um, but for us, it, it became we controlled it and we stopped doing it because we just thought it was just became a distraction. Yep, and then they mass. just start hollering. and never and it never really solved it the problem. It doesn't really solve yeah. the problem. Yeah. It yeah. We had to walk them out either minute, way. But really, so some of the things that we have used that do work. I mean, books. Yeah, let's get positive. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but but books have been a really great thing. So we there are some really great faith based books. The Summa. <laughs> yes, Thomas Aquinas. The hardcover catechism of the Catholic Church. Right, Lumen Gentium, yeah, things like that. You know, no biggie. No, but there are some nice board books that have that have pictures and that are mass-related or saint-related. Okay, there are times where somebody takes a princess book. Fine, it's not, it's not like a big deal. It's not like we have every single time it's a book about Jesus. But we try to make it something faith-related. Um, and, you know, and try switching books. Now, granted, books have also caused issues with multiple toddlers. I want that book and things of that nature. It's not like it's not foolproof, but it's just things to help. (laughs) And then, but as our kids have gotten older and they can read, the minute they can read, they have a missile, not a kid missile, the actual missile. And again, some of the kid missiles, they work for people. That's great. For us, handing them the missile that everyone else is reading and let them follow along on the readings and the, the Psalms and yeah, so all they sit of that. Next to them and they, follow along and, with your finger. Yeah, they're using the finger using to, the finger to well, help not, them read. Not using the finger. <laughs> that, that came out wrong. Using it. Uh, anyways, the pointer you finger. Know the pointer I, finger. For Pete's sakes, the finger to read. The re- Fine. I can't say the finger. It's not even allowed. I'm just causing trouble. You are a trouble causer. But yeah, I think there's, a, there's an important thing of, um, I think sometimes we tend to hold our children back because of they can't handle it. And I think one thing that I have learned, and, and this is credit to, to Laurie, really, is primarily, I, I hope I helped. I've helped. But... Because of the homeschooling that, uh, you know, every day is um, our kids can handle a lot and they will Mm -hmm. grow fast. And so when we treat, when we expect of them to begin to participate like we do to the best of their ability, because they're not us, they tend to rise to the occasion. Are they perfect? No. No. But again, I look at my 15-year-old, my uh, Mariana who's turning 14 in a couple of weeks, um, uh, 
John Paul Therese, and really now Julia as well. Julia too, yeah. I, I'm constantly amazed and and just I said this at the beginning, just just I'm really moved by this to see how they worship. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because we set the standard of when they begin to read, we try to get them into that they're participating in the mass as best they can, like we do, mm-hmm. and the other adults around them. And that makes a big, big difference. And then they've, what I've noticed, the beautiful thing is this older siblings have set an example. It's not just Laurie and I. Right. Now they can look at their the older, older kids that set that too. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that takes the burden off of us so much. And they can look up and see, well, Michael's doing that. Mario's doing that. Therese is sitting. And we've we've tried strategically sometimes sitting older toddlers in between, you know, other kids to try to. And sometimes that works. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. it does work. It depends on the child and the day and the whatever, all those situations. Yeah. But, and so... So um, if you have a larger family, that's something to consider is, can you space them out in a different way? And if you have older kids, can they, I'm sure you already do this, you know, can they help you, help you with what the younger one? The younger one. one. And, and that, that kind of it works. mentoring is really good for the older one also. But, you know, something that I'm thinking back to early years, and this was something you actually instituted was miracle i know you did you did you said because you'd, you'd always yell at me when i did it um <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go i'm not sure if this can be positive or not by the way no, it's, a good, it's a good thing that when they're toddlers you can't put them down in the pew to fend for themselves like you you have to That's hold right. them you have to hold them now obviously when they get three and four and they're big they have yeah, to yeah we kind of i think it was kind of like the First two years, first not, two they years, can't they own. can't be on their own down on the pew just, because just it's never just worked. chaos. Yeah. And I, because I've always had like a nursing somebody baby on, the hip, on me, the, somebody yeah. on the hip, somebody, you know, that needs a nurse, whatever. It, I just would tend to put them down and you'd be like, you can't put them down. You're ruining everything. Because it sets off. Because right, it sets off a couple of the other expect, kids. Well, and also they're going to expect yeah. that every week they can just get and down. And walk around. And they can well, do what they want. And this is actually, here's another little tidbit. Um. And this gets to when you have to go to the back of the church or the cry room. Yes, that's another. Um, so we, I would walk to the back and my goal is to put the kid to sleep, the two-year-old to sleep. <laughs> Three, so I'm walking around and rocking, and, rocking and, and I hope they pass out so I can go back into the church. I would say that's about a 70% success rate. Um, the one thing I refuse to do is let them run around. Right. And and so there's another one when yes. the other, the other yes. parent comes to the back with the same age toddler they've and, got a toy and i get they're it running. they're tired they're exhausted and they go i'm just gonna let them run around and burn it off and it turns into chaos and my kid wants to run around i just simply said i've never allowed it no because i just had to we're you, at mass when you behave when you're doing what i asked you to do i'm gonna let you sit down on your own and do your thing and i think overall that's paid off it has for us no and i'm kudos to you for being hey kudos to me hey see you know what i'm gonna drink to that <laughs> Mine's empty. But, you know, that that's a just a thing that has a little thing that seems little, for us. but yet has paid off for us over the years of yeah. teaching them to behave at mass, participate at mass, that, that, that mass isn't a time to play. Yeah. It's not a time to bring toys. Toy, we made, we've made that mistake. Let them yep. bring a car. <laughs> like well, the that, little, little well, matchbox It's always car. something that flies. Oh, my word. And it rolls underneath the, the two pews. Of, I think that happened or, to us a couple of times. Throws like or, the, or the sound of the car. Just at the, <laughs> and, the and always at the, the quiet. pew at the oh, quiet no, that's not times. Good. Scratching and, the pew up. You know, and it's like, 
you just you learn things. You're like, okay, that. Yeah, didn't we've work. made again. We've made just as many mistakes as, it, as the next person. Yeah, and, exactly. And then we have Trial to modify. Error, we have to modify. modify, and there's the beauty of it. All right, I want to talk one. I want to do one more topic. Go. And then we'll do a little pandemic talk, and we'll close this thing up because we don't want this to run too long. But I think we're already around thirty minutes. Um, I'm not really keeping track of. Anyways, forget it. I, I can't even tell what this thing is. Doing um, preparing to get out of the house to go to mass. Oh, that, and I don't think we have to fun. spend a lot of time on this, but yeah. it's. Um, and by the way, I'm literally going to talk. We still, after 16 years of marriage and 15 years of having children, we suck at this. I most days would say that because I'm usually the one that does all the work. Well, you well, no, I'm like, and I, I'm not sure that's always true. As she walks away, I just want to drink the last sip. Um, because there, there have been times where we've done the, we, we, we get up nice and early and we, we kind of, it's very few and far between, but there are certain, some Sundays where we've been on top of our game. I guess the point I'm going to make here ultimately in the end is it doesn't matter what we do. And I don't think we're alone in this because I've seen a lot of families join us coming in the same way. It's, it's difficult because there's always a shoe that's missing. Oh, yeah. There's always the kid who puts the spring jacket on and it's 10 degrees out. I don't know how they find the spring jacket that I put away. <laughs> I there's always like there's always or, or <laughs> we have the we have the five year old who comes downstairs because, okay. of course, you can dress herself now. It's like, go get dressed for mass. Like you have plenty of dresses. She in never has closet. a season right. No, not only does she not have a season, <laughs> but I don't know where she finds the tights that she finds like the crazy color, like blue with like a, I don't even know. She's got big personality. Dress. She does. And it's just, and you look at it and you're like, uh, nope. Can't do nope. it. We can't allow can't that. can't do that. Or the one who comes down, it's always her. It's always Celeste, poor Celeste. And she comes down with like the dress that's three sizes too big because it's actually her big sister's dress. <laughs> and it's like hanging down. Like, we're trying to teach you modesty, And then she throws kid. a fit. I mean, and then she throws a and fit. And that delays us. And it's, it's inevitable. I mean, we just... Uh, this is a little pandemic story, but it's 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 symbolic of things that have happened to us all the time. Um, we, we're we're running a little late, which is per usual, but we would have been on time, and we we were taking two different cars. Oh, this past weekend because of air conditioning. But anyways, long story yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. And just the whole thing just implode, literally, literally imploded in front of imploded. us, right in front of us. And you said, "Just take the older kids and go." And so we had to split up. So. I guess I guess this is not really a lot to say here. Is do the best you can. I mean, because I'm convinced. I'm convinced of this. It doesn't matter what we do. We're always just showing up on time, right? Um, it's it, here and there. We've had our. We've had, no, I, I don't know. It doesn't I, matter what I we have do. laid. I have laid out dresses doesn't ahead of time, but even still, when I do that, then the little ones fight and they and say, pick I don't like dress. that one. They want to pick another dress. Fine. But I think is if I start early, it's really about me starting early, making sure everyone's fed and has gone to the bathroom. And we, usually we can get out with enough time to get there, at and, least at least with like a few minutes to spare. And it's improved. And it used to it be has. we were always five minutes late. We were always matter. late. Yeah, we were always late. It's getting better because we have- We, we also, also don't have anyone in diapers. And we also have good helpers. Yes. And, and so it's it's nice to be able to know that it's not just the two of us, Michael and Mariana, really, and, and Tres John and John Paul, Paul too, too. Mm-hmm. really help and us in, in pulling things together so that we can get to mass yep. on time. All right, you go answer the door because there's a kid at the door and I'm going to talk about the pandemic. (laughs) So that was a pandemic story. And so I don't know what your situations are like where you're going to mass right now. But for our parish, 
over here in Seekonk, we're doing outdoor masses because the capacity of our church is only at 40%. And it actually, we can have way more people go to mass if we're outside in our vehicles. <clears throat> and Father has set up tents outside and it's and it's really good. But it's been a challenge because we're now we don't have the distraction of being in church where you can point to a statue. Where's Jesus? Where's Mary? You know, and whatever. You're we also can't walk to the back of the church. You can't walk it. You're literally just trapped in your vehicle. <laughs> Poor Father Kevin, I've been saying to him, keep mass shorter. <laughs> Shorten mass. We're in our vehicles. It's difficult. But but our kids understand that even though it can be a little crazy sitting in our vehicles and even for people that have that are going maybe your church is open and you have you have to wear masks that's tough for kids to sit with a mask on for an hour or 45 minutes or it's tough for me to sit with a mask on for 45 minutes but that we've made it clear to them and they're so happy because they get to for the older ones the oldest five they get to receive Jesus again right. and they've honestly missed receiving the Eucharist like they've articulated that to me that first mass that we got to go to, I had multiple, it was Therese and Julie came up to me like, we can't wait to receive Jesus today. They were just so excited because they've missed the sacrament as we have. Yeah. And I think this is, um, we haven't had to, we, we, we did this past weekend because of the meltdown, but um, we had to go in together the first few weeks. I would say this, I I think this is though, wisdom would prevail here that if you're struggling, your toddlers are struggling, especially if you, if you have to go into the church and Masks wear the mask on. and sanitize like everything every 10 minutes, this might be a wise thing to split up at, yeah, during this exactly. time. And and remember the dispensation is still in place in, in most of our dioceses. And again, we're not trying to you know play around with that, but it still isn't, it's there for a reason. And so um, my advice would be split up if you need to, because it's, it's, it's tough enough with toddlers at mass, right. non-pandemic times, never mind when we have to um, put the mask on, do all the stuff that we have to do to be safe as we try to go to mass. And I don't want to, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on that, but it was no. just a little bit of, um, we've been blessed. I think it's helped us that we're in our car, even though it's, it's an echo chamber and it could get horribly miserable. <laughs> right. Um, but I think it's better than if we had to be Masked going through with a mask. I, yes, I think we would, we would radically struggle, have struggle a tough with time. that. We yeah. probably would be separating on a regular basis if that were the case. Because I really uh, just cannot imagine having the little ones have to sit with masks on for that amount. Not to mention they won't keep them on. That's just the reality. Yeah, like like yeah. Timmy would not keep it and on. They don't, and the little, little ones don't have to do it anyways. That's but true. Um, I think even kids who are in the, the four to seven range, it could be it could be difficult for yes, them. Yes, Exactly. So, I mean, I, I, you know, listen, like anything we're going to do with this podcast, we're just telling you a little bit about our journey and, and, and with the hopes that hopefully we entertain you and make you laugh, make you cry. Maybe, we, maybe Lori made you angry today. <laughs> That's possible. And, and she does that to me I all the time. I that. I've been known. <laughs> So that's, you know, My part honesty. of this, it's a great journey, right? This journey of being Catholic parents mm-hmm. and, and know, um, as we said, it, I think, in the, I think we said this in the opening, uh, in episode zero, if you listen to it, this idea of that there are experts in parenting, I'm, yeah, you know, just it's just, that's we're ridiculous. Not. And we certainly aren't, and I don't buy it. Um, certainly there are parents that we look up to and, but then every single one without fail, when we start saying, how did you do it? Wow. You're so perfect. And they go, oh my words, let me tell you the stories. <laughs> Everybody and, has stories. And isn't it good to know that we're on the same page, yeah, you know, exactly. that we're on the same boat and, and remember that. And so I think the most important thing is keep going. Yep. Keep going to mass, keep praying at keep home. Keep going to mass. And just like, I work with baptism 
couples, couples that come to baptize. And my, my plug to them always is, uh, I know it's hard to go to mass with a baby, with a toddler. I know I have eight children and they usually like fall off their chair. Like you're crazy. No, they don't fall off the chairs, but you know, they're, they say, yeah, it's just so tough. They're crying, whatever. And I just encourage them that it's going to get better. Just keep sticking it out. Do, do show the example and we've seen the fruit of it and you will see the fruit of it, but it takes hard work. It's not easy, but it's worth it because you're, you're going to mass, you're worshiping as a family. You get to receive Jesus. You're getting spiritually fed and we need that, especially in our vocation as married, married people and with, with children and we need the nourishment of the Eucharist to survive. I know I need it to survive my life, you know, so. And then just a word, if you're, uh, those of you who might be listening to this podcast, who maybe you work for the church or you're older and you have grandchildren, whatever, but, um, but maybe, or maybe you don't have to deal with toddlers at mass, you know, just a shout out, please take care of the young parents. Don't go parent their kids. That's annoying. Um, Don't give us dirty looks. Help. Give yep. encouragement. Encouragement. Um, That's really important. Maybe, and maybe be advocates in your parish to make sure that we're taking care of what really is the forgotten age group, mm. those those parents with, with toddler children. And um, just know that. And if you remember, if you had kids, you remember how tough it might be. Um, step up and, and help out. And we've had good and the bad uh, and the ugly happen to us with yes. other people. But I remember the good ones just I as much too. as I remember the bad ones yeah. who gave us encouragement in our more darker days mm-hmm. of trying to survive mass. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen. Um, Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe, whether on, on Apple or Google Play or Spotify. Uh, please subscribe. Give us a five-star review if you liked what if we're doing. Think, if you think we're five stars. And if you don't like us, well, sorry. But I hope you find another podcast that you do like. And give them a five-star review <laughs> on our behalf. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Well, listen, this was Raising Eight. A couple of sinners trying to raise saints. Goodbye and God bless. Goodbye.